Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shabu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 49. On this episode, AMP celebrates Lunar New Year. We got the juicy bits, including a Canadian man breeding pigeons for dinner, a boosting sauce on you with John Korkidis of Proposition Brewing Company, and more. Episode 49, Life Happens, my name. Yeah, yeah. Sit down. Be hungry. Be hungry. Hey guys, it's Dine Peace. We're back. We are back. And we're sorry. I mean, life happens. Life, life happens. It's just life. Yeah. We're just happy to be back. How about yeah. that? Yes, we are happy to be back. Um, so this is episode 49. Yeah. Go 49ers. Oh, wait, it's too late. Sorry. <laughs> Sports ball. Sports ball. <laughs> So uh, we have a shout out to Fancy Food wait, wait. Show. It's been a while. You got to tell people who you are again. I already said I'm Dine Peace. You did? Yes. Did I, miss, did I really just miss it? Yes. Man, we are out of touch. This is Chavid. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Our first shout out is going to go to Fancy Food Show. Yes. We have fun every year we go. So thank you for letting us come. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's. I, I think, you know, this is our third year going and we uh, are getting better with our strategies. <laughs> And our appetite allotment, maybe? Maybe. Sometimes. It's kind of cool to see that a lot of the same familiar faces um, and that we've met. And uh, what what are a couple of your highlights from... Uh, well, my first highlight, I think we can all agree, and I have to give an extended shout out to Truffle Shuffle SF. Yes, Um After the sure. first day, they had an after party mm-hmm. um, where there was just a lot of truffles. There was great truffle pizza, um, the truffle cappuccino, which was kind of ate more like a mushroom soup yeah it was like Super. a cream of mushroom soup it was mm-hmm. so tasty gelato um, with truffle honey on top um what great. else is there the popcorn popcorn so yeah big shout board. out to truffle shuffle for their hospitality and um they make really good stuff so if you ever see it on the shelves you should get it for sure yes um and i want to do a shout out to california Cal- uh, caviar company um so when i visited the booth this year uh, they were like, yeah, did you know we have a new bump bar? And I was like, yes, I did hear about it. Oh, yes. So a bump bar is basically, um, it's at their shop in Sausalito. And they set up a bar where you can um, do dinner or do a caviar tasting. Um, and it's pretty cool. So I, I kind of loosely mentioned when I visited the booth, um, like, hey, I want to bring uh, some chips and some crema because there's this thing at this restaurant in Hayes Valley called Turner's Kitchen. And it's called the Robin Leach. And I kind of explained what it is. And they were like, you need to come by and bring this and you, then we'll do it at the bar. You were having those over uh, Thanksgiving, right? Uh, yes. Yes. With, I remember because you did it with Funyuns. Yes. That's yes. amazing. Uh, past guest of the show, Patrick. First Aguilar. guest of the show. First guest. Yeah, you're Baby. right. Um, he brought that over to Thanksgiving. So I mentioned it to Cal- California Caviar. And they're like, come on through and do it. And, you know, uh, past guest show, Chips. Him and he. Um, Wait, he hasn't been on the show. He just likes being quiet oh, around here. Have you not been on the show? He hasn't. Oh, just kidding. Keep working Anyways, on that puzzle. Buddy, my, our buddy Chips here, <laughs> eating chips somewhere. Uh, we went over to California Caviar Company and... Um, Caviar? Yes. Sorry, I just, I just like that pronunciation. What? Caviar. Like, and uh, we brought the chips over and we had a, you know, it was like a very... A grand old time. A grand old time. It was like a really random Tuesday or something <laughs> like that. You know, and we just like walked in and it was kind of neat because we were the only ones there. Because so. it's still very new, right? Yeah, it's about uh, like eight weeks or something like okay. that. Okay. And um, so, yeah, we were the only ones there. Uh, probably look like assholes, like bringing our own chips in. But I kind of explained it. And, they're like, and they no were like, oh, OK, that's cool. You had to explain it to people? 
Well, I would because it was just like wait, staff or like just other other patrons. We were the only ones there. We were just oh. talking to them, and we're like, "Oh, this is what we're gonna yeah. do," and they're just like, "Okay," but I, I don't know. If there are patrons, that would have been like, "Mind like, your business." It was just like a nice, quiet place, and you hear like the ruffling of the chip bag, like <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyways, what kind of chips were they? Uh, we uh, what is that brand? The Ezia? Oh, is the Sal de Ibiza? Yes. The, oh, oh, I'm just kidding. What? Was, oh, oh, Torres. We brought Torres. Oh yeah, we had some Torres it yesterday. Was Torres chips. Uh, truffle. By chips. the way, have you had the Torres caviar flavor? No. They have their own caviar flavor. It's great. Nice. Okay. I did not know about Please that. Please continue. Sorry. But yeah, it was a cool experience. We got to eat some, you know, food with tra- uh, caviar in it. And then we also did caviar tasting. Mm. And uh, it's called Bump Bar because you actually do caviar bumps there. <laughs> yes. So they spoon it onto your, was it like your... Your, your hand. Behind your index finger? Uh, a little bit? Like in between the thumb and the index re- yeah. web area. And that's your plate. <laughs> that's your... Uh, that's your bump plate. That's your serving plate for consumption. The bump landing strip. Mm-hmm. Nice. That sounds awesome. Yeah. What else have you been doing since we've uh, since we've last spoke? Um, so I celebrated Lunar New Year like the in the biggest way I ever have this year. Oh, yeah? Um, did two dinners, partnered up with my uh, my, my neighborhood spot, um, Soapbox Cafe. Uh, basically, if you want to see where I'm at on the weekend mornings, that's where I'll be at, <laughs> getting coffee and breakfast. Um, so Lon, uh, who owns the cafe and also teaches at Galileo's, we did a collab dinner together. Galileo High School, right? Galileo yeah, High yeah. School. Here in San Francisco. Um, and uh, yeah, she teaches econ there. Mm-hmm. But um, she's also very passionate about the school and after school programs. And she's always trying to give back. So we did a dinner, um, donated uh, 10% proceeds to the, hi- to the high school for their uh, startup program. And we did a, a very small, intimate dinner two seatings 20 each and in russian hill and we partnered up with like a lot of people that we support in our neighborhood um swens we serve swenson's ice cream frolic and detour annabelle i love you so much with the best cookies um you can get her cookies at saint frank which is also in the neighborhood oh, yeah those were good um yeah and it was just a lot of fun so that was part one of me celebrating lunar new year and then the second part was i and i talked about it before i think it was last christmas i got to meet a uh, deep of uh, good girl dinette oh yeah that was what last weekend that yeah that yeah, happened last weekend, last weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah so deep and i became friends on social media and then we got to meet in person actually and so she asked me if i wanted to be a table lead for this project that she does it's called the benjun collective that sounds so formal and official i know so like the, that's on your business card now the benjun collective table table, table lead. lead yeah um so for the folks that don't know what a benjun is it's uh it's our it's the vietnamese lunar new year cake it's a sticky rice uh with mung bean and pork belly traditionally in the middle and then it's wrapped in banana leaves and and i and i guess the best way for me to explain it it's kind of like uh how tamales are made during christmas with your whole family getting involved doing it together mm-hmm. very similar thing for uh lunar new year mm-hmm. for uh, vietnamese people and so she, uh deep does this benjamin collective in la every year at the alma alma backyard uh farms in uh south central i believe and uh, my mom went to it last year she said it was a pretty cool time. She, you know, got to meet. She, my mom's pretty weird about meeting strangers. <laughs> like, I don't know. But she had a nice time. And so Deep asked me to see if I wanted to join because this year she partnered up with Red Boat Fish Sauce um, to take this uh, project on tour. And so it was Red Boat a- sponsored your dinner as well, right? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Family. Hey. Family reserve. Um, but yeah, so it was in L.A., Houston, um, they did it also in Brooklyn at Diandi, 
and uh, and then SF was the end of the tour, and so. It was pretty cool. It was uh, last weekend. It was a Saturday. It was at La Cocina. And it was 160 students signed up to learn how to make the Lunar New Year cake. Yes. And I got to work with all 160 of them. (laughs) Wow. Weren't your hands like super raw afterwards from all like the cutting Uh, and the folding? It was. I know they were when you were prepping for your dinners. It was more like me just like because the whole you know people paid to learn how to do it so i didn't want to do it for them but mm-hmm. i just like kind of guided them mm-hmm. there were a few times where like i had to like touch it and help them but for the most part it was just me kind of helping them with it and um and i got and what was really neat about that was i got to meet so many cool people mm-hmm. um shout out to verve uh we need to get verve up here in the bay area it's a sparkling uh, craft cocktail that's just in LA right now, but we're gonna get you up here. Nice. Um, I got to finally meet Soleil of SF Chronicle, um, and I got to meet a lot of Enjoy followers, and I even got fan gifts. Like, how freaking crazy is that? Man, my bad. Like, I was like, what? Who am I? But yeah, thank you, uh, uh, the Vegan Vulcan, for a dope ass hat from her. Uh, d- uh, she basically does a vegan, a Vietnamese vegan. Uh, meetup and it's called the Joy Potluck Club. I actually heard about that recently too. Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited about that. Thank you. And Thank looking you so into much. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard about it when I went to um I think formerly known as S and M Vegan. Now mm-hmm. it's called Lion Dance Cafe. Yes. Went to one of their pop ups recently. What a what a what a good transition. I know, like that. That's such, gosh, and then shout out to Open Daily because they they are doing all the branding. Yes. And it's, dope everything they touch turns it's to so gold good so good it's amazing as as a designer as well i admire their work so much and everything they do is really cool um i love that they're fans of the show too so love everywhere but um yeah what a what a beautiful segue you know new year been eating a little less meat still eat meat been eating a little less meat um yeah lion dance cafe slash snm they're still killing it the loxa is amazing as ever um voted by Salelho the best sandwich in the bay area the xiaobing sandwich that they make is fantastic as ever the ses- the toasted sesameness on that bread keeps me thinking about it all the time um what else did they do their menu changes all the time but if you have a if you uh are in oakland on tuesdays they're at eli's and uh make sure you get a montucky cold snack as well because that's my favorite beer currently oh man but i haven't been doing as many cool food things as you have just been eating um <laughs> So I guess in our break, I have a couple highlights I could bring up. Um, you could probably see a lot of these posted on our Instagram page since it's most of my stuff. But uh, I just everyone need... knows that's so. Everyone knows those are all of Chavin's photos. I need to put them somewhere. The one that goes out to eat, not us. <laughs> I need to put them somewhere because they're just. I don't want to put them all on my feed, but I'll put them on that, that would feed. Mess up your feel of your pa- personal my, page. My aesthetic with uh, yes. all the spaces out on each of the letters. Heaven forbid you ruin that. <laughs> I'll do a food photo sometimes on my own, but I've been mainly throwing them on our account. So sorry, guys. Don't be sorry. You're just eating well. I'm just yeah. jealous. So there's this new bar that opened up in Oakland that we've been talking about quite a bit. Oh, uh, it's yes. called Viridian. Well, you know what pisses me off about that? What? I suggested that on my potential second date. Yeah. And the fool went without yeah. me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> Damn, I wonder if he, does he listen to this? No. Oh, okay. Well, if he does in the future, I guess you know. But um, I've got to go twice now. Um, once on their first day open, so it was a super soft opening and like no one knew they were open. And you just like randomly were just walking by. I happened to be walking by with a group and I, I had read about it. Oh, gotcha. And the article actually said they were open the next week. Mm-hmm. But um, they were like, no, we just decided to open the doors because we knew people would walk in to test it out. Um I love their concept because they do late night desserts where they don't see too many other places doing it. Um, 
The overall vibe is kind of like inspired by Hong Kong cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of little bites. I love that about half the menu is sweet, half the menu is savory. And um, what I really like is that some of their cocktails are actually on the savory side as well. Nice. They had this one I'm obsessed with called like the tomato beef. It's like oh. gin, vermouth, basil, and like tomato. It's tomato. It tastes like... It, like Blood Mary Jace? So, but it's clear though. It's not red at all. It's super cool. If you drink a vervey, they do a thing called a Pale Mary, and Ooh. it's basically a Bloody Mary with no pulp. Yes. Well, I mean, I, would, I love a good Bloody Mary, too. Yeah. But this drink is fantastic, especially to pair with the actual desserts, because I don't like just sweet and sweet or just savory and savory. Mm-hmm. So a savory cocktail, sweet desserts, quite a move. But uh, the second visit, the thing that blew my mind that I wanted to give to highlight is they have this like fried Japanese milk bread. Oh, gosh. Which would usually be a, Ugh, a sweet thing, so right? Badly. Yeah. And then they top they on the top it's like fried chili crisp and garlic, um, and it's kind of like almost like a monkey bread because it's compartmentalized in a way where you can just kind of pull it off to share. Okay. And then um, like the extra kickers, it comes with like this charred scallion ginger butter mm-hmm. that's like whipped. So the butter kind of looks oh, like light so green. Good. It's like matcha colored. Uh-huh. And you just dip that butter in the pulled away pieces from the so it's from like fried kind of bread. like. Like a Hainan chicken sauce. Uh, but like in butter form. Wow. It's, that's wild. I'm a, I've been not able to stop thinking about this dish. I was able to tell you that what's in that dish exactly from memory. Yeah. I didn't have to look at a photo of it. Um, I'm just obsessed with that dish right now. It's the tastiest thing I've had. I want it. Of recent. Um, and then probably the next tastiest thing I've had recently is there's a new donut shop that opened up at my office called Sunshine Cafe. Mm-hmm. And they have these like fried mochi ball puff things. They look similar to like another type of mochi dish I've seen like in Japantown. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're balls and then you pull them apart and they're gooey. Oh, okay. Oh my God, they're so good. Um, I, I don't like, have a photo like of those. a mochi donut? Kind of, but they're not like in a donut form. They're just a ball. Like a like a donut hole. Yeah, it's like a it's like a mochi donut hole. Okay. There's like three of them on a stick and then you get to pick three dipping sauces. Oh, um, fun. There's a miso caramel, a matcha... And then there's like a chocolate one that has another cool twist to it that I can't remember right now. That's all they sell there? That's what... Oh, no, no. They have thing. plenty of other that's cool donuts. That's the one thing you like them. Also vegan donuts. Um, I love that their their classic donuts called the Homer because it's pink and it has sprinkles on it. Oh, cute. Comes in vegan, not vegan. Um, the people in there are super cool. Um, if you work in Fido, you might catch me on there around lunchtime sometimes. Um, is, that, is that where you've been going for your snack? I mean, maybe. <laughs> But that miso caramel is insane. There's lots of plants in there too, so it's I need pretty cool. That miso caramel. Oh, wait till you hey, try it. What time is the snack time so people can come meet you? Um, just DM me and I'll meet you there. <laughs> oh my god! But hey, next time we record the show on a weeknight, I'll like get one during the daytime and bring it over or yeah, something. I want to try. It's it. so good. I'm into it. I'm yeah. In without without taking too much time, I think those were the like the mo- like the one off dishes I've had since we last spoke that I've really been into. But um, I think to round out uh, the catch up. Uh, I went to Harmonic Brewing last weekend because yes. they had an Island Vibes event where they had a lot of different pop-ups, um, primarily of Southeast Asian food. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our friends were there. I went there after. Oh, yeah. You did go there after I did. Sorry. I went there after uh, the Benjamin Collective. Yes. And I, I just so went because. I was tired, but I was like, I need to eat and also say hi to all the homies. Yeah. I just went because I was hanging out in the city that day. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Who's there? Uh, our friend Tiffany. Who uh, did Tiffany, some Tiffany Chu? She did. She designed the Lunar New Year flyer last year. Yeah, her brother Kevin Chu. Um, they have a pop up. Uh, it's called Thum Lum Thum La. Or I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, any people? Sorry, Thum Lum Thum La. Is it was, how you say it, <laughs> dude. He had he did these crispy yaki onigiris. Oh my god. 
Okay. They were fantastic. So I wanted to make sure that I had enough stomach space to get something from all the homies. Okay. You and were, so we I, probably did a similar yeah, thing. Yeah. So I was like, ah, from uh, from thum lum thum la. I just wanted to get uh, the hodo skin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the vegan um, one, the mush, the quote unquote oyster mushroom, right? No, no, the hodo. It's a oh. tofu skin that was supposed to replicate um, the chicken skin. Oh yeah, we did get that. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And then nem nung was the only meat option that they had, and which is like a beef, like a barbecue beef uh, pork ball. Mm-hmm. But I was, and then so Tiffany was like, "Get the uh, the onigiri," and I was like, "I can't, I just can't. Like, I, I need. I'm gonna get another rice dish. I can't. Yeah, I physically can't eat it." Mm-hmm. And so when she gave it to me, Kevin put it on my plate anyway. <laughs> And I'm so thankful that he did. Oh, the yakiyaki, dude! It was so good. I think that might have been my favorite. The, everything they had was amazing. That yeah, might be your favorite. That was thing. my favorite one. Yeah, I was chatting with him about it a little bit later, and he's like, "Yeah, we decided to add that topping." Damn, yes, I was like, yes. "Good move." Yes, good move, M. Good move. Because this was like his first or second pop up, I think. So shout yeah. out to them. They have they've already got it together really well. Yeah. Um, some other friends that were there. And they had a really dope shirt. I got one too. You were. Oh, you did? It. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just me. Okay, no. then. I, <laughs> All right, uh, our other friends, Ox and Tiger, were there. Yes, yes. Oh so man, good. the Biko like kare kare like. I got the Biko Express and I got big. the cord nuts. Super good. Um, our friend Chris El Chino Grande was there. I couldn't eat. I couldn't stomach more food. I had it, and I can tell you, it was fantastic. Because when I went, that was the first thing I ordered. That I was, it was really so good. good. It was, it was a favorite. Was for that sure. one of your favorites of that day? They were all good. Honestly, it's hard to pick, but his was the first thing I had, so I was the hungriest. Yeah. And um, he did like a Taiwanese like stewed pork over rice with a runny egg mm-hmm. with a lot of fresh vegetables yeah. over rice. Fantastic. Um, our friends at Prubechu yes. had an empanada they did there. Yes. That was very awesome so as well. Really crispy. Also, like get your ass over to the mission and go to Prubechu. Right? Yes. They're finally back open. We got to do that too. I need to go. I haven't been. Um, but yeah, I've only heard good things so far. And I know a lot of friends have gone and they can't stop raving about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, get, get, get over there. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a new bakery. Uh, yes, new bakery. I can't remember her name, but not we, too sweet. Not too sweet. Yeah. Formerly of Liho Liho. Yes, correct. Oh man, they had this like sesame chocolate chip cookie that was sold out when I got there. So Sorry, it was really it. good. I can show you a picture of it. <laughs> but it was really good. good. Um, do we miss? I think that's everybody, she, right? Yeah, she's new to the game, and so yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to her for selling out on you know being. I think it was her first pop up actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to everyone there. Shout out to Harmonic for always doing cool events like mm-hmm. that. I mean, you've had pop ups there before. Yep. And um, it just felt like a great because um, I think SF Beer Week had started too. It was a great opening to SF Beer Week because so much of that food was perfect to go with beer. Yes. And uh, I'm glad we both got to go, but we missed each other. But yes. at least I'm glad we both got to go. It is now time for the juicy bits. This is where we talk about food news that you and your stomach need to know about. What are we talking about this week? <laughs> oh my gosh. Really, guys? Uh, I love that we get to go over this one. All right. So CNN reported. Also, the rest of the world reported to me. Yeah. <laughs> this is also the CNN business site. KFC and Crocs created a clog that's covered in fried chicken with the charm that smells like it, too. Wait, I didn't know that part. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a couple <laughs> new things. Because I, I, like you, I had heard a lot about it this last week or two as well, too. But there are some new things in here that I didn't know as well. The bottom part of the clog is white and red kind of like the box what is it the bucket the bucket bucket. bucket. so the photo in the article just shows a normal stock silhouette of a croc um normal height what i didn't know is that they have a platform version yes i did know about that see that was the new part i didn't know and uh for the platform version the red and white blocks on the bottom of the sole extend longer to like better represent the stripes of the bucket And um, honestly, I think the I think the I know what they're going for here because they want to make it look like it's 
atmospherically the bucket. But like, I just think the all over fried chicken pattern looks a little weird to me. I want to smell this gibbet. This, the, this, oh, this wait, giblet, wait, wait, wait. Tell, tell, <laughs> for first, 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 tell the listeners what a gibbet is. So, Since you're a croc um, connoisseur. Connoisseur. <laughs> a croc is, no, I'm not going to no, try that. No, 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 no. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, so on the non-kitchen crocs, there's holes on the top, and there's these little charms that you can insert that kind of, they, they stay on pretty well. Like, you kind of have to work to get them off, but they're called gibbets. And they kind of, like, latch on on the backside, kind of like an enamel pinwood, right? Yes, yes. Um, and yes, you, this is a, a way to stylize your crocs and make it, uh, you know, match your personality. Mm-hmm. And so, Tell more of your story. So this, this type of croc... Would uh would what what kind of personality is this? Um, I think I would just assume someone likes KFC if I saw them wearing yeah. these. I don't know if I'd assume they like fried chicken. I would assume they just like KFC. Yeah. So my only thing about this was so many people sent it to me, and I, I feel know, like from me seeing two in similar chats, I I feel like at least four people. Uh, I think more than that. That I that I saw too. But there's got to be more. I was like, oh, that's some people. I was just like, oh, that's cool, haha, and some were like. I was like, dude, are we not friends? Like, you know, I'm team Popeyes. Like, why would I be interested in this crop? And I believe we covered Popeyes merch in a previous show as well, too. I think just, I think so. Again, we've been probably it's been a while. It's been a while. But again, I think because it's uh, the all over like fried chicken print on the exterior of the shoe is what makes it like such a such a uh, loud execution. And then so earlier, Flan and I, we were talking about this and he was saying, you know, well, you like Crocs, so why wouldn't you like this pair? It was really, it was really, it was really philosophically worded. Can you, could you repeat it again, Flan? Does your love for Crocs outweigh your hate of KFC? See, that's very poetic. Yes. Because the re- my reasoning behind this is I'm not going to endorse something unless I endorse it 100%. Yeah. So yes, I love Crocs. I think they're comfortable. They're great. But just because they're Crocs, it doesn't outweigh that they're adorned with a lesser fried chicken. If they released a Popeye's Croc tomorrow, would you pop? Oh, most definitely. I love okay. Popeye's. Okay. Man, that would really set the world on fire. Yes. Or set the oil on fire. I'm not going <laughs> to... No, 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 for no, two. No, no, for no. two. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> next one. This next one is from Vice. This guy is breeding city pigeons for affordable food. Yes, he is. He looks very happy about it, too. He's holding up like the guy's holding up like his arms are crossed and he's holding like a bird in each hand. Kind of looks like he's doing is like it a, a microphone it, or it almost looks like in the back. Remember those kandamas, those little like wooden like yo-yo things people are doing tricks with? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Doesn't yes. it kind of look like it behind it, the pigeons? Oh, it kind of does. Right. Like the like the wand of the kandama. I didn't know this that was behind the, the two pigeons that. he's holding. And the pigeons like seem to be very cool that he's holding them. Okay, whatever. So this guy's name is Curtis Fagan. He's from Calgary. And um, he started to notice that um, like certain restaurants, like French or Chinese ones, um, would serve like this type of animal, but call it like squab. Mm-hmm. And he's like, also where I live, they're very overpopulated. And as long as it's humane, it's like okay to kill them. It all started because he watched a guy roast a pigeon carcass over a spit on a Survivor show. Yeah. And so he was like, oh, he got, he got the idea from watching this show. Yeah. And, and he thought, you know, it'd be a good way to save some money, be sustainable. And he's like, and, you know, fuck, like these fancy ass restaurants are, are serving this thing I mean, I love that squab- I could get for free. I like eating it when I see it on a menu. I love a good squab. They're very fancy. Um, even he shows his like desired recipe. He like roasts it with like shallots and garlic and salt and pepper. 
I mean, they look like very bad cell phone photos, but the dish looks really tasty. I would try it. Um, he would say when he started, before he started raising his own, he would just go to the underpass and throw rocks at the... <laughs> wait, it says he would throw rocks at the underpass to see which ones would fall down. Oh, no. <laughs> That's before he started raising his own. <laughs> are you, are you visualizing dying. that now? Yes, I'm visualizing like, it. Like, man, I'm hungry. Let me, go get, let me go throw some rocks up there and get some dinner. I'm thinking like the game at... Uh, Chuck E. Cheese where you're like shooting the cannon and it's like a fuzzy guy yeah. and you're shooting in a little cannon to knock it over. Oh my God. Because again, it says in Calgary, they're considered a pest animal. So he's like, yeah, it's as long as it's done humanely and not with an illegal weapon, it's okay to catch and eat pigeons. So like the article touched upon like the the negative connotation about this. Yeah. Because you, pigeons are viewed as a dirty animal. Yeah. And, you know, you shouldn't eat dirty animals, I guess. I mean, you I mean, eat squab, right? Yeah. I love it. I get it. But it's like, I don't know. It's it, marketing. It's, it's exactly. It's marketing, but it's also what society has just like pinned onto pigeons that they're, that they're dirty animals and they hang out in like dirty places. Yeah. And he's helping to change that, that like, narrative. You know, like shrimp, they're scavengers of the sea. They're oh, yeah. eating their bottom feeders. Yeah. And that's a luxury thing, luxurious thing, you know? Oh, yeah. So, it's if it's under the same it falls under the same category so shout out to this guy man for like helping to change the narrative because he started to raise them at home um at the time of the article being published it says he doesn't have any like ready for a production yet that he's actually selling he's like looking to find a slaughterhouse that can help his needs but uh if i think he's going to call his co- company pigeons p-i-j-u-m-s <laughs> oh my god and uh, i think it says he has 17 right now okay. and uh he feeds them every day and um, he's he's getting them ready to to hopefully breed enough to get ready to process them. So it doesn't. So he said he projects that it, it saves him about a hundred dollars a month. I guess like on groceries on and stuff. groceries by uh, eating his pigeons. I guess. Yeah. But um, he spends about forty dollars a month on feeding them to make sure they have a proper diet because I you know it has yeah. to do you know you are what you eat. Yeah. And so if they're eating a healthy diet. Um, you know they're going to be a, a better meat, I guess. Mm-hmm. But if he does, he have it doesn't does it say that it has he has seventeen at always and rotation? I think like because that's because about- I'm assuming he's eating one a day or <laughs> one every two days. I think um, yeah, that's about as many as he keeps like in rotation. Okay, and then like continuing so to he raise like, them. So he's he hunts. He's got to hunt every day. Yeah, his goal. Is, yeah, or he, he also or he like does a lot on the weekends yeah it does say he goes out and like tries to find more of them too so i think the article says once he gets about 100 to 300 pigeons per month he'll he'll start to like turn it into an actual business okay and again i'm all for it like he's looking for a solution it also says he's doing it as a side hustle which i respect and um i mean if this meat became more common i'd be down for it i already love eating squab when i see it on a menu i mean my main question is is mike tyson gonna come after him that's the real question i don't get that mike tyson loves pigeons he does? You didn't know that? No. Okay, I'll say I'll show you the videos okay. after this. <laughs> I did not know this. Like just holding them and petting them and watching them. Really? He keeps his own pigeons too. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's that time. What time it is? Oh, you might notice that's Flan. Flan sitting in right now. Uh, the most controversial bit on this podcast is call saucing on you. We list three food items. You've got to pick one to never have again. Uh, today we're sitting with John Corkitis of Proposition. Tell people what you do, John. 
Hey gang, my name is John Corquitas. I'm the founder of Proposition Cocktail Co., a line of non-alcoholic cocktails. And instead of booze, we infuse our products with feel-good plants. Ooh, what's a feel-good plant? Well, a feel-good plant might be hemp or cannabis. It's one of them. Um, but there's a lot of different adaptogens out there. Uh, think chagas, cordyceps, those type of things as well. Um, reishi, etc. So just feel-good compounds that kind of help work within our bodies naturally to sort of modulate and reduce stress. Oh, dope. Okay. Nice, nice. So how long have you been doing this for? Um, I've been in this space for about three years now, but I launched a brand back in April. What got you into this space? Um, really, it's kind of a creative outlet, and also when I discovered that I didn't really know much about a lot of the products I was putting in my body, i.e. also cannabis, um, kind of just better understanding and educating myself and figuring out when and where I can incorporate in my life in a healthy way. Dude, that's sick. Well, so where can folks here in the Bay Area get your products? We're actually picked up in distribution, so we're in over 55 locations. We're in 7-Eleven and Marin, Sidewalk Juice out in the East Bay, and a lot of convenience and bodegas. Wow, no big deal. No big deal. That's what's up. All right. So are you ready to get rid of a food or drink item today? I am. Okay, let's do it. So the way this will work is uh, I'll list three options. Fawn will say his. You'll say yours. I'll say mine. We'll see if there's any more debating we got to do about it. And then you get to keep walking around the festival and looking around stuff. Sounds good. Convention. Sounds fun. Same thing. All right. So. It's a festival for us. Yeah. <laughs> but people are here for work, Jordan. We're working. It's a festive environment. Yeah, it is a, a festive, festive environment. environment. So uh, what you also do at festive environments is have cocktails. So let's, let's talk about three classic cocktails today. Let's go Old Fashioned, mm-hmm. Gin and Tonic, mm-hmm. and Hmm. You know what? Beer. Let's do beer. Okay. All right. Because I feel uh, like it's like all beer. That makes it really broad. Yeah. I, I, I feel like you can't get rid of beer. <laughs> or uh, can you? Uh, I, I don't know. It's you like could be a lot of upset people. Beer is kind of like water. And in some places <laughs> where the water is so bad, you got to drink beer mm-hmm. to, because the water is polluted. Mm-hmm. You can't get rid of beer. I feel like that's just a standby. It's a classic. It's good. You know, I... I DJ for a living after work. I don't usually drink, but when I do, I just just grab a beer uh, before I go home. So beer's staying. Beer's staying. Uh, Old fashioned has to go for me. I think think to me, old fashions are like the starter kit for cocktail drinking. Like, oh, you just started watching Mad Men. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Like, you don't know what else to order? Oh, oh, let me get an old-fashioned. Usually it's too sweet. Mm. You know, a lot of people can't make it right. Okay. Grow the fuck up and drink a Manhattan already. (laughs) Hey. I was going to get to that with my, oh, man, you kind (laughs) of got to where I was. Okay, I digress. John, where are you feeling? You know, I kind of am in the same camp. I don't think you can get rid of beer. It's too broad a category and also appeals to too many people. Uh Um, Old Fashioned, on the other hand, I think is, it's arguably the first cocktail ever. It's a classic cocktail. Mm and, you know, if you go up to a good bartender and you just tell him to make me a cocktail, he should just make you an old-fashioned. You shouldn't have to even say anything else. So because of timeliness, timelessness alone, I think that has to stay. Uh, for me, I would get rid of the gin and tonic, mainly because tonic's mostly sugar. And uh, it's really not a drink that anyone needs to have. You're going to have a horrible hangover from it. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of gin, though. So uh, we're talking attacked. martinis, then yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Gin, so would it be a gin and soda? Gin and soda would be my call. Yeah, if you want, especially if you want to, you'll both hydrate and also um, enjoy the benefits of alcohol without being hungover. Huh. Depending on how much you drink, of course. Yeah. I got to agree with John on this one. I'm going gin and tonic as well. As much as I love them and as much as I love the citrus that comes around that too, because I know you can get a gimlet when it's just lime juice, but I love just that hint of lime. Um, I got to get rid of it because I love whiskey too much. Um, I was going to play off of the, the loophole of getting a Manhattan. Um, because it's a little more potent anyways. The cherry, I think, complements it a little better. Um, and then having that, I used to do freelance design for a brewery. 
beer's got a very special place in my heart. So gin and tonic can go. Um, if I'm going clear, I'd rather drink mezcal anyway. Hey, Ooh, nice. there you for go. the listeners out there, I think that um, going back to the Manhattan, that's my litmus test for a cocktail bar. Mm. That's the first short uh, drink I'll order. If the Manhattan's good, then I feel good going off menu and doing other things. Or if it's even better, you get a Sazerac. Exactly. There that's you go, you man. Yeah. Where, where can people find you? Um, check us out online at propositioncocktail.co, or you can check us out on Instagram at proposition.co, Proposition Co. I was going to say, because it's a beverage, I was going to say cheers. 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 Salute, gang. Thanks so much. Well, that wraps up our show. It's good to be back. It is really good to be back. And uh, we're going to try to not be so gone. Hey, life happens, man. (laughs) You get it when you get it. But we're trying. Um, What do you have coming up? Wait, do we do the plug for... See, remember, that's how it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's a good... No, no. Can I get a little more man? For what? (laughs) We were just watching King of the Hill before coming here too. We were watching King of the Hill earlier today. I found a YouTube channel that just streams it, like streams episodes twenty four hours. Well, this wraps up our show. Thank you so much for all the love and support that you give us. It's good to be back, man. Man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Um, gosh, what's our what's our? Do you remember our phone number? I don't remember our phone number. Uh, I do remember our phone number. It is four one five three six six four one five three six 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 four four. No, four one five three six 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 three four four or four one five three six 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 egg. Leave us a voice message and we will answer your questions. It has to be food related though. A Jace. A Jace. Yeah. Sometimes well, it's relationship do we, you advice. You don't want to just give out like life advice? I mean, it happens through our answers. Yeah, true. You're right. So yeah. All right. Food a Jace, also life. Yeah. And then you can find everything to our show at sitdownbehungry.club. Yes. Yeah. So uh, what's coming up for you? Um, so this is a secret, but I'm telling y'all. It's a secret. It won't be a secret for long, but Barya Kitchen and Ang Choi, we're going to do a collab dinner for Undiscovered. Uh, it's a collab with Undiscovered, and it's going to be happening um, end of May. I'm sorry, whoa, March. End of March, and there's going to be 10 nights of pop-ups, and it's going to be a collab um, with uh, an art show um, showing um, posters from, I believe, the late 80s and 90s, uh, show uh, prints of... When, when Asians were kind of like breaking into like Pan-Asian uh, culture, I guess, or something like that. Mm. And uh, the series is going to be called Beja. Okay. And then the whole <laughs> okay. idea... Okay. That sounds awesome. The whole idea about this is uh, basically fusions of uh, Asian cultures in mm-hmm. the Bay Area. And so Barya and I are partnered up and we're going to do a Vietnamese or a Filipino Vietnamese Khmer dinner. Speaking about Barya, Rod, I still need some, uh, I still need some oxtail birria. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah, we have to go all the way to San Jose. I know that's why I'm asking him again on here. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I'm super excited to do that. Where I've never done a combine before. I've only attended one twice. The first one was for our producer Flan Ray's birthday a while back, and then oh, that was fun. I remember that. And then yes, and then homie Mark. So wait, Peck- side note: I remember my favorite part was uh, our friend Chris pouring uh, the E forty forty like it was a bottle of wine. I don't remember that. That was my favorite part. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> um, and the other, 
only other combine I've been to is um, our homie Mark Pexone's uh, combine mm. before. So I'm excited to do this. And I, I just love the idea that like we're going to create this beautiful dinner and then it's all going to be eaten with your hands. That's awesome. Yeah. Excited, cool, super excited cool. for that. That's, that's great. And then we're also going to go to La Foile soon. Um, in like a couple days. A couple days for Chavid Dang's birthday. I'm pretty excited. You know, La Folie is a restaurant that, like, for me, it you know, I live pretty close to it. And so it's just always been like, oh, I'll get there someday. It's just right there. That's what I said, too. And I don't even live as close as you. For me, the fame and the lure of the restaurant was like right as I was moving to the Bay a decade ago. I would watch Uncle Tony. I would watch Anthony Bourdain hang out with the chef and be like, wow, that's a really cool restaurant. Um, I would love to eat there someday, but I was always too broke. So, um but we have to go now because it's closing. Yeah. In March shutting down. Yes. So I was, I saw that and I was like, okay, it's now or never we're doing it. So, uh, look forward to a lot of phone content in a couple days. More photos by, by Chavis. <laughs> yeah. So, um, look forward to that. And, um, I think besides that, I'm just looking forward to eating some hot pot because I really haven't in a while. Maybe not iPod. Why are you still not ready for? No, I'm ready for. I could, I could. I just in general because it's still cold out. I just want some like. I just want to dip some stuff in broth, man. Yes. So that's kind of what I've been looking forward to as well. Hmm? Mine. I want it, man. <laughs> I want a mine. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to eating po- uh, hot pot. Uh, looking forward to dinner in a couple days. Um, I'm also looking forward to the next burr, episode. Burr, 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 burr. Episode fifty. Yes. Um. Just stay tuned. We'll, we're planning something for it. We're, we're plotting here. We're, we're scheming. And uh, until then, we'll see you there. Bye. Bye. It's still real to me, damn it. Thank, Thank you. you.